Why I Remain Silent, Part 2. Hey brother, why are you mad? I responded, that's messed up how she talked to me. I didn't do anything to deserve that. She spoke to me as if I were some kind of devil or something. I'm very sorry, brother, but those are the rules. Non-members are not allowed to join. I'm very sorry, sister, but those rules are bullshit. What the community is doing is messed up. I walked away from that sister a bit calmer. I was still upset, but at least she took time to talk to me in private and in a nice way, unlike the other sister who yelled at me in public. I walked around the area trying to breathe. I felt like I was being stabbed and suffocated. The sun was still up, but I was in the dark. I asked for spiritual nourishment, but instead I was pushed away like a leper. Little did I know that more was going to happen that day. The Confrontation I walked around with my head down after that. The laity who saw me would look the other way and would walk the other way instead of talk to me or look at me. One of the brothers who saw my troubles went to grab a plate of food for me. I was too ashamed to go eat with the third orders or other religious because they made me feel like I was evil incarnate. As I sat there outside the church grounds, there was only one person who sat with me. She was a young woman who was with the third orders of the two hearts. I told her how frustrated I was and that I couldn't comprehend why, after suffering for years under their care, they were still being mean to me. That's when I saw her from a distance walking my way. She was a secular religi religious, the mother superior to be precise, who was walking towards me like a ruler. It seemed that every step she took would cause the earth to shake. People feared her because of the way she ruled with an iron fist. Her power was to make the weight of her control felt by everyone who got in her way. You could see in her face that she was upset about something and was not walking towards me to welcome me home. She was on a mission. She was like a bull who has a matador locked in its vision, ready to attack and kill. I wasn't seen as a person. She saw me as an enemy, a villain, and she was ready to put me down to make sure that I knew my place. She came walking towards me as both as both bull and bullfighter. She was ready to charge and put the sword through me to make sure that I, that I understood who was in charge. As a brother, I would be humiliated and punished by her. There was an incident in Puerto Rico when the mission was going great until one of her sisters started harassing me and the other brothers. She had been so angry that I assigned for her room to be next to the convent of nuns in the parish we were staying at. She made a big deal out of it and made a point that they are special sisters and shouldn't be by the convent. They were supposed to be close to the priests in the rectory 
as close as possible, as close as possible to the founder. So we got kicked out of our rooms and switched places. As we carried our baggages to make the switch at midnight, she followed us with the other sisters to complain how terrible, lousy brothers we were. You spoiled brats can't do anything right. We allow the brothers and the limb sisters to do a job and they mess up everything. She went on and on complaining about how much we sucked as missionaries. Until after taking too much of her BS, I told her to shut her mouth and to look at herself because she was the problem here. You know what she did? She cried. Pathetic. Because she was used to seeing me and the other religious members submit to her authority and cry from shame. And you know who got in trouble? Me. I had to do three damn months of solitary staying in the basement, and had to eat the, the expired canned food. I had to apologize publicly for standing up to her, to her harassment and bullying. I was the one who was punished, while that sister continued going around traveling the world as a missionary. In another instance, I did make a bad comment to the sisters. It was innocent, but I was wrong. A brother and I went to the airport to pick up some sisters who had just arrived from the Philippines. I asked, Are y'all familiar with America? Or are most of you FOB? F-O-B. I had no idea that FOB, or F-O-B, was something offensive, and I, today, apologize for it. I thought I just meant someone was new to a country. I had no idea it was something offensive because I was never given that impression. It refers to being, quote, fresh off the boat. If I knew it was offensive, I would never have used it. But I had no idea, and I still am sorry for my ignorance of the past. Well, the next day, this mother superior told my superior that she was summoning me for to her convent. So after Mass was over, I finished helping the priest in the sacristy. I stepped out and, uh, and saw her standing there, waiting for me. I had no idea what, was going to, what it was going to be about, so I simply said, Good morning, Mother, and bowed my head in submission to her authority. She gave me a look that was full of anger, and I was afraid. What did I do now? Her eyes got smaller, and you could see her eyebrows coming closer together as her frown developed. She finally spoke. How dare you call my sisters fob? Who do you think you are? In shock, I replied, I'm sorry. I am a nobody. I just asked if it's the first time here in America. I I didn't mean anything bad. I, I'm sorry. Is that a bad word? I, I didn't know that it's a bad word. It's a very bad word. Don't make this mistake again. Filipinos come into this country to get the best jobs. They become doctors, nurses, 
teachers. When Mexicans come into this country, huh, they don't get jobs like us. I felt like I was slapped in the face. Here I was, standing in front of all the sisters, getting humiliated for saying something offensive, unbeknownst to me, while she made an offensive comment against my Latino background. I didn't have time to register all that was happening because she continued her rant. Now apologize to all of these sisters. Now. And never do that again. I looked at the sisters and can see some of them looked disturbed by what they were seeing. Other sisters were grinning like demons seeing my plight. My eyes were swelling up with tears. I am so sorry. It's all my fault. Please forgive me. As I put my head down in shame and submission, I could see Mother Superior smirking in awkward satisfaction. She loved what she was seeing. Now let's go back to Alabama where Mother Superior was marching toward me to talk to me. She hadn't said anything, but I knew she wasn't there for a peace talk. Hello, Ryan, she said with a fake smile. I was sitting next to a third order, so she had to have a fake smile. Can I speak with you for a moment? She made sure the fake smile was still in place. Sure, you can speak with me. Not a problem. We were already outside, so she took me a bit further away from where the people were congregated to eat, and we sat down by some benches that were 50 feet away from the people so no one could hear. What's up, mother? How is everything? I asked. I felt a bit uneasy because I was always bowing down to her in the past. Seeing her made me feel uneasy, but I was hopeful that she would be open to talk with me and see how we could have peace. I was praying and praying that she wouldn't blow up on me, but things didn't happen that way. How dare you tell the sisters that our rules are bullshit. You just, you just come here and... I cut her off and said, damn right, this is bullshit. Why are you treating me like an enemy? Excuse me, she exclaimed. You just come here to stir problems? I was hoping to have a peaceful conversation, but she chose a different path. What are you talking about? I'm trying to stir problems. I am here for spiritual nourishment and... Now she cuts me off. You have no right to even be here. You are an ex-brother. Mother, I am not here to have problems. And so what if I'm an ex-brother? That doesn't justify the way you are treating ex-members. Her face was getting darker and scarier. But this time, I wasn't scared. Don't talk back to me, she said with her harsh tone. Hey, mother, I replied, when I was a brother, you would always talk down to brothers and sisters like we were objects. So you better speak to me with respect. Here you are yelling at me. And when I talk back to you, you don't like it. If you don't like it, then stop doing it to people. She looked around and remembered that there were people nearby. 
Ryan, she said with a concerned look. People might hear you arguing with me. Oh, so it's okay for you to talk down on me in public? Forget that. When you start to talk with, to me with respect is when I'll talk to you with respect. You haven't earned my respect, so talk to me like an adult. She took a deep breath and seemed to calm down. <sighs> Ryan, why are, you, why are you so angry? When our sisters leave the community, we make sure to take care of them. We have good communication with our ex-sisters and treat them well. Why are you so mad? She looked at me with a look of false pity. I didn't buy it. I looked at her eyes and told her to her face. You are lying. I'm aware at how bad you have treated sisters and how, and how hard you have made it for them to leave. And when they do leave, you don't treat them nice like you are saying right now. That's a lie, and I am not stupid. She leaned forward, almost like she was approaching to kiss me. Nearer and nearer, her face got to mine. Why are you being such an asshole, she said. As these words came out of her mouth, I could see a shock in her face. Perhaps she was shocked that she was not in control of the conversation and was instead in a back-and-forth discussion. My eyes opened wide when she called me an asshole. I wasn't surprised that she was so angry. I was actually surprised that she would go so low. Mother, I said, I asked permission from Father Jose to come. I came here to pray with you and the other religious. I am here to make peace with the community. I am here for spiritual direction and to discover how I can serve the community as a lay member. Shoot, there are so many ex-brothers and sisters who hate the AFI, the Alliance of the Holy Family International, for what they have been through. I don't want to be arguing with you or anyone. So why are you calling me the asshole when you are the one attacking me? I haven't done anything wrong. So please, let's talk. A grin started forming on the edge of her lips. She was ready to press the nuclear button. You say all of those things? Nice, but... You left on big violations. You left disgracefully. Damn. She went there. Okay, let's go there. Yes, you're right, mother. I did commit violations. Big ones before I left. But did you know that for years I had been trying to leave? I had been trying to leave the right way. You superiors wouldn't let me. I would be beaten for nothing. I had no other means of escape. I had asked for years but wasn't allowed. I wanted to leave gracefully, but the more I tried to leave, the more I would be humiliated and hurt. 
I had to violate my vows and I regret it. And I am sorry. Side note, I told one of the priest's superiors in confidence and in a private conversation precisely what my violations were. And I thought to myself, how the hell does she know about my violations when my conversation with that priest superior was done in silence and in confidence? What the hell is going on here? When she heard that I had been beaten as a brother, she quietly giggled. Giggled. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry that you were beaten, Ryan. That doesn't happen much in the community. I rolled my eyes big time at this because it happens. So what would you want to happen? Since you are here already, what would you like? She asked. Mother, I just want to build a bridge between myself, ex-members who have suffered like me, and the Afi community. I'm not here for war. I just want peace. But you are all ignoring me and treating me bad. Please, let's have a real conversation on how we can move forward. She nodded her head and agreed. Very well. I will arrange for you a meeting between you and the founder later today. So be ready. I thanked her and hugged her. Finally, after all this time, I felt like she perhaps finally listened to me. She hugged me back when I told her that I was sorry if I had ever been an inconvenience as a brother. I assured her that I just wanted peace. Yes, she hugged me back, but the knife was in my back already. I looked at Mother Agnes Frias of the Sith, S-I-T-H, slash Afi, A-H-F-I, and smiled. Finally, we could do something to have peace. She smiled back. Be ready. You will talk to the founder this afternoon. To be continued. Hey, what's up, everybody? So... Right now is the part where I, I kind of give a commentary on the blog. And if, if you were really listening, uh, you can see from the character from Mother Agnes how, you know, I really love these people. And some people are saying that I'm probably defaming them and making slander, but all of these things are true. And it, it's funny how... People have this vision of religious, especially this group, that they are perfect, that they are like, they're pure and they're super holy and they never sleep. And it, it's quite the opposite. It's, it's they're human. Uh, they make mistakes. But in, in, this, in this episode of, of what I'm talking about, I think I was still quite a bit brainwashed. I still couldn't see that during my religious years, these people like Father Jose, Mother Agnes, they really didn't care about the members. They really didn't care. Um, care. They don't care about you, man. And yes, they at times they do take care of you. Uh, people will tell me, oh, you know, they gave you a place to sleep. They gave you food. Okay, those are basic things, but at the same time, it's like I'm getting, I'm getting um, this bad treatment. 
So I think that that's a that's a problem with victim shaming and. I'm not trying to look for a pity party for myself, but I think that now is the time we can bring awareness because many people don't want to listen. They are thinking, oh, it's it's totally fine. You know, they, they feed you, they treat you well, but, you know, maybe they do slap you around. You know, maybe they don't, they, at, at times they don't give you food or maybe, you know, they gaslight you, but hey, you know, they give you clothes, they give you food and, you know, maybe they brainwash you here and there with, with, um, repetitive uh, sayings like if you ever leave this place, you're going to be hexed. Or if you leave this vocation, God's not going to bless you. And so what I, what I want to do really is, is bring awareness because there are victims who don't even know they're victims. Like, like me in that, in that time frame, I thought that I was deserving of punishment. If I wasn't given anything to eat, my mindset is, oh, this is how much God loves me. And if I leave this place, that just shows how weak I am. That shows how much I don't love God and I'm going to go to hell. Well, in <laughs> that's not how life goes. There is freedom. There is discernment. But we would always be told uh, self-will, self-love. That's that's the way that the devil wants. So for me to, to discern, because if you listen to the story, I had wanted to leave and I would go for spiritual direction from our priest. And, you know, at that time, I'm sorry, if you're listening, you guys sucked. You guys wouldn't listen. You would keep me longer. If I say, Hey, you know, I've already, I've already been here for eight years. I'm ready to hang up my gloves and move on to the next chapter in my life. You know what would happen? I'll be put in silence, be put on fasting, then put in the basement or be separated from the community and made to feel like a clown. And so they really shame you. Or at least they, they did it to me. I mean, I'm sure not everyone went through the same experiences, but I was put in the corner to, to think that if I am ever going to speak about this, no one is going to believe me because, you know, they're holy people. And, and in myself, through all the brainwashing, because like, like I've mentioned in my blogs, we did have sleep deprivation at times, no food. There was a period in the Philippines when me and a, and a buddy, my mentality was, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm going to eat some bugs. I was a... Uh, <laughs> I was shaking the trees, you know, getting them, frying them. And then uh, I remember eating like uh, raw onions from the field. I was starving, man. The lowest weight I ever got to was 115 pounds. I'm not sure what that is in kilos, but that's not really that much. So I was really, I was really in an environment where you can never win. The only ones who win are the superiors. And in this case, with the AFI, at that time, it was bad superiors. So I do pray for them. But Mother Agnes, if you're listening, uh, you don't deserve to be called Mother Agnes. That's that's a joke. So I'm just going to call you Bam. Um, so Bam, you don't deserve to be called a mother. Uh, come back to the church. Do things the right way. Stop uh, bullshitting people. 
uh, come come forward forward with the whole truth. It's great what you guys do of you know trying to serve the church, well more like trying to serve yourselves, but how you try to uh, you know unite families and bring people together. But behind the scenes, it's it's just a mask because of how much you treat your own members, your own family there, how you treat them so shitty. And if you do still have members under your care, I pray that they get the hell out of there and that they get the help they need. Because when members leave and they've been brainwashed for so long, it's it's hard to recover depending how how bad it is. For my case, it took me years of therapy, of understanding how to get back into society, to understand and to acknowledge that, yes, I was being abused. See, the problem is when there's gaslighting is that many of the victims don't see the abuse and they allow it to keep happening. They just allow it to perpetuate itself because it seems all part of God's plan. But I'm going to throw a question. Is that really God's plan? I mean, people tell me, oh, Ryan, if they punished you, if they beat you, then you deserved it. That's God's plan. Well, I say that's that's bullshit. I think God's plan isn't forcing someone to stay there and isn't brainwashing someone to believe that this is the only path they have to take. So for you AFI members, for BAM and for Father Jose, I really pray that you come clean and tell the public how you have mistreated members, how you have starved members, how you put people in solitary confinement. And if you want, I'll talk about fourth degree. Do you want me to talk about fourth degree, the fourth degree of obedience? I'll go there, but I won't right now. But you need to come clean. You need to apologize to ex-members. You need to apologize to family members who have been brainwashed, thinking that you truly do care and love for your members. Because I was there, I was ignored, I was punished, and I've observed others who have been treated worse. And they deserve some compassion. And I pray for you, I pray for you that you open your eyes and do what's right. So I'll end it there. But in my next podcast, I'll be touching on the subject of who the founder is. And you won't want to miss the commentary on that one. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a blessed day. Uh, Keep in touch in my blogs, and you might find me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Ryan Anthony Hernandez, and you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Tony underscore champ underscore Hernandez. And again, for the Sith, for uh, BAM, uh, if you want to talk, Uh, You're not just going to talk to me. You have to really talk to all the ex-members. You have to apologize. And you have to come clean on how you find loopholes in the church's laws, how you recruit members who are too young, and how you lie about it, and how you even recruit without permission. So please, come clean. Do what's right. Stop attacking people. And do the right thing. Have a blessed day. And God bless. And just a quick uh, P.S. <laughs> I gave the wrong uh, handle. Um, 
well, it's not my Twitter handle. That's actually my Instagram handle. And for the uh, 150, 115 pounds, that would be, I think, 52 kilos. So, all right, bye.